0: I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors, and we're talking Ram Trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. They have a lot to offer.
1: Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so.
0: Ram trucks are so versatile, you can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in. Where wherever they go.
1: Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience.
0: Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck.
1: Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new. TRX which has a lot of horsepower.
0: How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit
1: either of our two showrooms Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27 or you can visit us on the web at Chilson.com. Remember let our family take care of your family.
2: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Pretty nice morning out there. If you can stay in bed and sleep, it's much better. Low 60s to upper 50s around the area. Milwaukee, the warm spot at 70. We'll talk about that. But lots of things going on. Crop progress report. And we've got... uh, Culling rates around the country for dairy cows are way up. And Jill, you had an interesting conversation yesterday with a young man that we're gonna hear not today but later on. Who'd you talk with and give us a little gist of what you did talk about?
0: Well I talked from talked to Zach Olson from Tractor Central. And he is the guy that can see where all the tractors are, he can make adjustments from his phone on how your combine is running or how your tractor is running with just a few clicks of a button.
2: Yeah, it's unbelievable. And you go back to the story a while ago when Russia was invading Ukraine and went to a Ukrainian John Deere dealer and stole all kinds of equipment, uh, tractors and other stuff to take it back to Russia to farm and didn't happen.
0: No, they can shut everything down. they can totally i mean i don't know it it still blows my mind a little bit but they can see in live time what the tractor is doing what the combine is doing and they can diagnose what's going on and they can make adjustments without even seeing the tractor you know close up without making that service call out there and you know that really takes the speed out of fixing a lot of things
2: yeah it really does so again and uh, the bottom line, they're not done yet.
0: No, they're not done yet. He said there's there's uh, technology he can't talk about yet, and but there's more coming. And he said his biggest challenge was just keeping up with the way things are changing. Yeah,
2: man. guy that can work over your equipment and never touch a wrench. That's what's going on. All right, and we've got the official word from uh, Provision Partners Cooperative and Allied Cooperative about their their name change. Kind of interesting what they're going to be doing, also other things coming up, crop progress report, the farm bill—we're going to get one or not—and of course we've got a Friday big report from the USDA coming out. So, so we're packed today as far as uh, farm news concerned. Also, we're going to have uh, Bill Happen talking about pasture management. Bill, of course, is the the lead in beef programs around the state for the Extension Service. Bill, back. Back home on the farm in Bloomer now, but he has a statewide program that he's involved with. We're busy, and
3: could we get a few showers? The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's check our weather forecast, brought to you by the Chilson
2: Automotive Group. New 2022 campers starting at 11988. Go to ChilsonRV.com and take a look at the variety of campers out there. still a lot of good camping weather left around here for this season. Now today, high about 81. Maybe a chance of showers later on this afternoon, tonight down to 56 tomorrow. Partly cloudy, about 80, maybe a chance of showers again uh, later Thursday night into Friday morning. And then 81, 82, 79 on Sunday, 78 on Monday with partly cloudy skies. It's 62 degrees right now down at Toma and Black River Falls. <laughs> Little blanket feels good for sleeping. 50, 52 degrees down uh, that way this morning. Because We're a minute after 5. Again, 62 degrees, 81 the high today. It's about a minute after 5. This is 104.5 FM, WAXXO.
4: Clay, let's get some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. The Biden administration's restrictions on so-called ghost guns will remain in place for now. The Supreme Court, in an emergency ruling, agreed to pause a lower court's decision invalidating the regulations as the administration carries out its appeal. The case is scheduled for oral arguments next month. Under the new regulations, companies that sell ghost gun kits must obtain a federal firearms license. Buyers would also be required to undergo background checks. The judge overseeing former President Trump's 2020 election interference case is scheduled a hearing for Friday in Washington, D.C. Brian Shook reports. It's likely to determine what rules should be imposed for the handling of evidence. The Justice Department recently filed for a protective order asking the judge to place some limits on Trump's speech about the case. Trump's lawyers responded this week, claiming the order violates the First Amendment. Their request to delay the hearing until next week was denied. Friday's proceeding is set to begin at 10 a.m. Eastern, and Trump is not required to attend. I'm Brian Shook. Two groups are suing the Biden administration over its latest plan to cancel student loan debt. Lisa Taylor has more. The groups argue the White House doesn't have the authority to forgive the $39 billion it's promising. The lawsuit says after the Supreme Court struck down its first try to cancel $400 billion, Biden is now trying to push this new plan through using new arguments. The Supreme Court earlier ruled Congress must approve any student loan forgiveness. I'm Lisa Taylor. Ohio voters have rejected a measure that would have made it harder to get abortion rights enshrined in the state constitution. Issue one was the only measure on the ballot in Tuesday's special election it would have required at least 60% of voters to pass any amendments to the state's constitution rather than a simple majority. And more Americans are dipping into their 401k accounts because of financial distress. That's according to Bank of America data. Most cite inflation as the main reason. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio.
3: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: And once again, a quick check of our weather and not a bad period of weather coming up. Our Sky 113 weather. Brought to you by Chilson Automotive Group. Don't forget at Chilson Automotive Group, you can get financing as low as 4.9% on select 2024 Subaru, out, Subaru Outbacks at Chilson.com. 4.9%. All right, Wednesday, today, showers, maybe later on this afternoon, maybe moving through. They're out in Iowa right now, it's uh, going to be about 81 Partly cloudy tomorrow with a chance of showers uh, later on, high of 80. Then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, partly cloudy, partly sunny. Should be nice weather. you got weekend activities, the fairs and horse poles and steam engine days. Friday, 81, Saturday, 82, 79 on Sunday, Monday, 78, 61 in Rice Lake and Medford right now. Wausau at 64, Medford at 57, 60 down at uh, Green Bay, 61 in Madison, Sun Prairie, 70 in Milwaukee. And again, the cool spots, as they often are, Toma Black River Falls, they're about 50, 52 degrees right now. It's 62
3: here in Eau Claire. For those who work in Acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we
2: look at our markets on this Wednesday morning. Again, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance, who uh, ride along with us on the farm truck. As we head out, we're going over to UW-River Falls, as a matter of fact, uh, this morning, talking to the new dean, Dr. Michael Orth, and find out what his motivation was to come to River Falls from down in nice warm texas maybe he just wanted to get out of that hot miserable weather but we'll take the truck over there with rural mutual insurance and get a little update from the, the new dean at the college of agriculture food and environmental sciences at river falls in the meantime we got some numbers to share jill livestock numbers
0: choice fed beef steers are 175 to 188 with mixed at 160 to 174 choice fed beef heifers are 175 to 189 with mixed at 158 to 174. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 160 to 169, with select and silage-fed steers 141 to 159. Cows are 80 to 109, with a top of 141, with bulls at 76 to 135. Butcher hogs are 52 to 89, with sows at 50 to 62, and boars at 22 to 27. New crop market lambs are 155 to 195. Feeder lambs are 105 to 210, Ewes are 30 to 90. Small goats are 15 to 135. Medium goats are 85 to 265. Large goats are 150 to 410. And nanny goats are 25 to 270.
2: And at the Mercantile Exchange, cattle prices were mostly lower. Hog futures were mixed. Uh, The October live cattle futures contract closed at 180.90. That's up 52. December, 185.20. That was down 57. And February, live cattle, 189.10. Down twenty-five. Feeder cattle, September down a dollar forty five at two forty nine forty two. October down a dollar sixty-seven, two fifty-one twenty-two. November at two fifty-one ninety-seven. That was down a buck and a half. And January feeders at two fifty one twenty-two. That was down a dollar fifteen. Hog futures were mixed. August was up fifty-seven at one hundred two ten. October down twenty-five at eighty-four fifty-seven. December, that was up a dime at seventy-seven twelve And February hogs, $81 even. That was up 17 cents. On the board of trade, corn and beans were a little bit higher, 3 to 4 cents higher yesterday. That's uh, before Friday's USDA report. So uh, they're already looking ahead to that report on Friday. Overnight, uh, for the most part, a little better. December corn up 1 to 2 cents at $5 a bushel. The oats up uh, one at 4 32 December wheat down four to five cents overnight at 676 November soybeans up 11 at 1317 meal for december up 290 a ton at 396.90 dairy products were unchanged barrel cheese at dollar 80 blocks 196 and a half butter 265 august class 3 also unchanged 1736 september and October were both up three cents september 1997. October 1826, November, up a penny at 1852, December, down a penny at 1833. And we're going to hear from our friends at ProVision Partners here in just a moment, but uh, they have sent out the official press release. We told you earlier that the uh, leaders of both cooperatives have gotten together to choose a new name, and we said Allied Cooperative, and that's partly right. Allied Cooperative will be the name that they're known as in the public, But uh, they did announce uh, this week the upcoming merge of the cooperative, and uh, they also announced the name of the new cooperative, Provision Partners Cooperative, doing business as Allied Cooperative. So for the public consumption, it'll be Allied Cooperative. Now, the statement says that believing that the co-ops already had two strong names... The boards made the decision to forego the expense of rebranding and trademarking a new name. In other words, hiring some outfit to come in and give you all kinds of choices with fancy names. They said, we've got two good names, we're going to use it. And that's what they're doing. The name Provision Partners Cooperative will be used on legal documents. The name Allied Cooperative will be used for all marketing purposes and is the name that the public will see. So, again, that's from the staff and Rob Larson, who is going to be taking over the new cooperative when it merged. Rob is currently Provision Partners Cooperative CEO. So, again, legally on the legal papers, Provision Partners Cooperative, as far as you and I and the public is concerned, it'll be Allied Cooperative. And we'll get more from Provision Partners coming up.
0: It's Wednesday morning, and it's time for our ProVision Partners program. I've got Taylor Wilson. She's the lifestyle product specialist. You have an event coming up. It's our
5: summer beef event, Thursday, August 24th. Uh, It's in the evening at 5.30, just about, what, two, two and a half weeks away. It's at our customer Tom's Farm in Portage, Wisconsin. So we're really looking forward to it. Thursday, August 24th, 5.30, till we figure about 7.30.
0: And what are some of the topics you're going to be covering?
5: This time of year, of course, we're talking about you know cow-calf operations, calves on pasture. Certainly they're not weaned yet, but we're expecting them to be later this fall. And so we just want to provide information for those producers um, that are going to be weaning calves this fall. So we'll talk about um, opportunities to increase calf value through creep feed, starter feed, um, a little bit about calf marketing. And then we'll get into the cow side a little bit more as well and talk about maintaining cow condition, especially, you know, in some of these drier conditions this summer with some drought areas. Uh, We'll talk about the importance of body condition scoring in the fall um, to make sure that you're utilizing your forages most efficiently rather than uh, in the middle of winter when it's really cold. And um, replacement heifer development as well.
0: Are you going to be having some professionals around that are going to be giving their advice?
5: Yes, absolutely. So we're bringing in um, a few specialists from Purina, uh, including Dr. Amy Reduns, uh, who's on our cattle tech specialist team here in the upper Midwest. Um, And she's going to kind of be the expert for the evening uh, in regards to bringing some of that technical research information that Purina is always working on down at our research farm in St. Louis, Missouri. If you're interested in attending Certainly, you can go to our ProVisionPartners.coop.
0: So it would be a great idea to go to your on-farm beef meeting. And where is it at again? So it is at our
5: customer Tom's in Portage. You can go to ProVisionPartners.coop and find the exact address and details for our event. Again, ProVisionPartners.coop for details on the summer beef event.
0: That's on August 24th in the evening. And that's our ProVision Partners program for this Wednesday morning with Taylor Wilson, Lifestyle Product Specialist. And I'm Jill Welke from Wax 104.5.
3: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Low dairy prices uh,
2: mean a lot of things, most of them not good. Jill, what's uh, the latest as far as uh, our update on dairy numbers?
0: Well, dairy farmers' milk checks all over the country are being called Pathetically low by many of the industry, and that means that a shrinking of cow numbers to lower production. In June, dairy farmers culled over 255,000 head, the most for any month since 2009. Those numbers were also up in July and are trending that way in August as Midwest producers sent over 61,000 cows to processors during the third week in July, the most for that time of year. Since 1986, high feed prices in many parts of the country have lowered dairy farmers margins as well. And that means the dairy margin coverage program dropped to $3.65 in June, the lowest total in over a decade. And that means bigger payments under the program for dairy farmers at DMC's for dairy farmers at DMC's 950 coverage level. It means payment of five dollars eighty five cents a hundred for their June coverage. About twenty percent of US milk production is covered at that level.
2: Yeah, and uh, makes you scratch your head why it's not more. I talked to a guy at the fair the other day and he said, You know, my brother and I have never never took that out. We got to thinking that the forecast isn't too good for twenty twenty three. Let's try it. And boy am I glad we did because it's saving our bacon getting that payments. So again, it's uh I don't know. I, I don't want to say it's a no-brainer, but it's a pretty good option out there to be considering. So, uh, you know, it's uh, the Dairy Margin Coverage Program. All right, coming up, 19 and a half minutes after uh, 5 o'clock, Jill had a chance to talk to Bill Hapman about what? We talked about pasture
0: management okay, and the droughts and different uh, things yeah. that you can do.
2: How to get grass to grow without water. All right, <laughs> we'll hear from Bill coming up. Bill, of course, is our uh, state beef specialist. And then he headquartered himself right back here in Bloomer. That's next on Wax.
0: The weather and the lack of rain, they're all big concerns for our row crop growers. But our pastures are suffering out there. This is Jill Welkie from the northern end of the world's longest barn. I caught up with Bill Halfman. He's UW Extension's Beef Outreach Specialist. And we start out with some advice for taking care of those pastures and then we go into some tips for the beef herd keeping it going and the importance of records but first we're going to talk about those pastures
6: it's important that we watch our pastures and we not overgraze them because the problem is yes we're short on feed and you know we'd like to get as much as we can out of the pastures but if we overgraze them don't let them recuperate. That's extra stress on those plants. Um, it's going to delay their bounce back when we do get some moisture. It could even, uh, you know, impact the long-term survivability of some of the plants out there. So really, if we're in situations where we've got dry, dry weather and really poor regrowth on those pastures, we need to um, get those animals off of there, you know, leave some residue on there. Don't graze them too short. Um, and leave them alone we may end up having to feed some hay to to get by but you know if we got to look at it both short term and long term and long term the consequences of overgrazing the pastures is is pretty uh, significant risk of some problems and some expenses down the road so that's the main thing we want to be looking at now is you know grazing they're grazed down to their usual four inch residual height five inch residual height whatever you're doing there and they're not regrowing back decent enough to keep the cattle off of there feed them some hay and things now and and hopefully we'll get some rain and get some regrowth but then when we do get that we're going to have good solid regrowth um and in long term we should have less impact on uh, the productivity of those pastures uh for the long haul
0: We've talked about just basically one pasture, but there are some other methods out there to prolong those pastures. What do you suggest?
6: Well, you know, if folks haven't been uh, adapting some rotational grazing kinds of things, that's a good thing to do. It helps with uh, the robustness of the plant, the durability of the plants when they have that um time period to to rest and regrowth and then rebuild their root system and things like that a lot of folks you know a lot of folks don't necessarily realize when we mow the top of the grass off it takes the reserves out of the roots to start to regrowth back before they get enough leaf to catch sun so that would be one one thing to look at um we have time here if there are fields that um you know that it may work to do uh something and we could plant some fallouts uh to get some extra grazing or some extra feed yet this fall um some of those kinds of things uh, some folks have some hay fields um maybe the hay fields if there's fence around them could be uh grazed off rather than uh, cut and bailed in the meantime uh just to kind of help to reduce those feed costs this summer
0: we talked about feed costs for the summer what about feed for the fall? Any way to prolong what we've got out there?
6: Um, well, yeah. I mean, one of the things we can do is if we haven't looked at the herd and figured out who has not had a calf this spring, so they're not bringing you a paycheck this fall, um, maybe they need to get a career change and uh, you get sold, get called. Because if you look at it, call prices are really high right now. And, 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 you know, there could be some money made there off of selling those that don't have a calf at their side. So they're no longer eating feed out there that can be used in for the cattle that do have feed. Um, the other thing we can look at doing is uh, early weaning of calves. Um, we do know that um, if we early wean those calves uh, from the cows, the, we can reduce the quality of the feed that mama needs because she doesn't have to produce milk for the babies. And it's actually, uh, there's some feed savings there. Uh, Rather than converting that feed into milk through the cow, um, feeding her for what her nutritional needs are as a dry cow. And then uh, feeding those calves for a you know kind of a reasonable rate of gain as as a wean calf, um, it does also provide the uh, producers the opportunity then to get those calves weaned and precondition. And maybe if you need to because of your feed situation, those calves could be ready to be sold earlier than you normally would, um, further reducing feed needs. Um, some of those kinds of things and. Um, cows could also be pregnancy checked a little earlier um you know work with your vet to know how how early it would be safe to be pregnancy checking and we can do that earlier with ultrasound than we uh, can do with some of the other methods and and uh anybody that's not bred not gonna have a calf next spring maybe they need a career change too and you know uh, sell them and uh, with them high cow cow prices um but i would also look at starting to look at the feed inventory that you have and calculating what feed inventory you're going to need um and test the feeds know what quality they are once we know what quality they are we can better categorize how we can use them uh, where they best fit for the differing nutritional needs over time as they get closer to calving or right when they're dry And if the drought and dry conditions continue on, typically what we see is feed prices will continue to increase. So you'd be better off at this time to um, start looking for hay um, and getting that, you know, if you intend to keep uh, cows. Some folks say, well, I'm going to only keep as many cows as I got feed for already. Others say, well, I've got really good cows. And I want to stay in the beef business, so I'm willing to to purchase some extra feed to hang on to my good cows. The the answer is not the same; going to be the same for everybody. Um, and the other thing that we've got coming up is that, you know there's opportunities for use of corn silage, and uh, we may have some fields in some areas that didn't get rain it's not great corn it's not going to be great uh, grain corn but we can certainly uh, watch that chop it at the correct moisture and and utilize that as feed for the cattle as well so there's a lot of different things that that we can do and it's really a case of uh, folks sitting down and looking at their own situation and uh, maybe putting some things down on uh, a paper with a pencil so you can can see them side by side to look at what the options are
0: and with the early weaning, does that kind of give us a better picture of what that cow is actually performing? Another tool to use in seeing if that cow is doing her job?
6: It certainly can. You know, we we've been encouraging uh, for a while. We've been kind of encouraging a little stronger here lately to you know, folks to get a scale uh, and weigh their calves, weigh their cattle. Um, that helps you know but you know when you're weighing calves don't forget to look at when the calf's birthday was too because you know if it's a quite a bit older calf versus a quite a bit younger one that may not necessarily be fair unless you take into account the age of those calves when we're doing some early weaning but it sure it sure can help looking at who's you know who's growing good calves and who's lazy and, and keeping more of the feed on their own back rather than feeding their calf.
2: And again, Bill Haffman, who's our state beef specialist with the Extension Service, back home in Bloomer where he's headquartered himself at the, at the home place. I remember, Bill, I've been around so long, I remember when I was taller than Bill Halfman. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big boy, that's for sure. So doing a good job as our state beef specialist, Bill Haffman. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock, we'll catch up uh, with another guy. I'm still taller than this guy. That's Rocky over at Premier Livestock in Withy.
3: Keeping it at rural, wax one hundred four point five, and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Well, let's get over to Premier Livestock. In with the Rocky Olson joins us. Rocky, you know Bill Hoffman. I do not. Okay. Well, I, I do know. not. I was going to say they'd never mistake you two guys for twins. Yeah. He's about, he's about six foot eight. And you're what about five foot eight? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, good guys, both of you. Hey, what uh, what's been going on so far? It's uh, what is today? Wednesday. What's been going on the first couple of days?
7: Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This uh, yesterday, Tuesday, special feeder cattle auction shaped up. We sold 375 head of feeder cattle. Market was steady to strong. Most of the beef feeders from 170 to 265. We had them fancy lightweights from 270 all the way up to 350. Most of Holstein steers, 140 to 175, with lightweight Holsteins up to 2 and a quarter. Bread beef cows traded mostly from 1250 to 1850. We've seen a top on the bread cows at 2,200. Hundred beef breeding bulls sold up to twenty three fifty today. Tuesday we got our hay auction at nine thirty. Dairy cattle auction at eleven. A very nice lineup of dairy cattle today. Two complete herd dispersals. Herd number one we got sixty five Holstein and uh, Holstein. Red Holstein and Holstein cows, strong red influence. If you're looking for nice red cows, they're definitely in this herd. I got an 85 pound tank average of the four butterfat and a 150 cell count. 42 years of AI breeding. Many loads of fresh two and three year old parlor freestyle cows from some of our top reputation consigners. Uh, we also have a small organic herd. They're going to be Holstein crosses, Fleck V crosses. Uh, also some heifers coming off that herd. Uh, we also have a group of uh, 10 certified organic yearling milking shorthorn heifers as well plus lots more full details on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com questions give us a call at premier 715-229-2500 uh, don't forget large farm equipment auction guys is coming up August 25th you need to have your equipment in this week if you want to make the paper ads and you want to get your items pictured uh, so we are going to call a deadline we'll be taking, commission, we'll be taking uh, consignments uh, today, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday up to noon. So make sure to get that equipment in this week, and uh, that's the way things are shaping up, Bob.
2: All right, have we good going enjoy the weather. Maybe even a shower later on. We could use that. We're,
7: we're crossing our fingers for a shower, no doubt.
2: So. That's for sure. All right, Thank Rocky. You. Talk to you in the morning. There he goes. Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock and with you as we look at our markets, our weather, our local news.
3: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Well, I heard him talking on TV a little bit earlier, and he said some of my favorite words showers, rain, and he said possible or scattered. So I'm not sure what that means, but let's find out. Get it directly from him. Mike Dandria joins us again, courtesy of Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. So, how much chance we got for rain and when, Mike? Good morning.
8: Good morning, Bob. Yeah, I don't typically throw percentages on there, so no. I'll just throw that out there. But uh, Scattered, in other words. I, yeah, I, I think that we'll have a chance at it. I don't think that anything's going to be super widespread, meaning that it's not going to blanket everyone at once. But uh, there will be a chance as a cold front moves through. Now, out ahead of this front, Bob, it is going to start to feel a bit muggy. That's not one of my favorite words. I don't know what, what your take is on that.
2: Don't like it either.
8: Uh, Well, unfortunately, Mother Nature says, like it or not, here it comes. But, uh, yeah, we'll have a little bit of that mugginess in the early afternoon. But then those chances for showers and storms, with our temperatures climbing mostly to the low 80s. A few of those may linger through uh, the first half of the evening, but then variable clouds take us through the overnight as we dip to the upper 50s. Plenty of sunshine on tap for tomorrow. Low 80s once again. Now, keep this in mind for Ashley for the Arts, is that we'll have a chance at some showers and storms tomorrow night. Some models are still still trying to push a little bit earlier, but most of them are uh, mostly after midnight. So that should be some good news for those that are attending. Otherwise, we'll have more chances for showers and storms on Friday, but then becoming sunny into the afternoon with temperatures once again in the low 80s. And that's pretty much where we stay as far as temperatures for Saturday and Sunday. Good bit of sunshine on Saturday. Sunday brings a slight chance at a few showers and storms before drying things out into next week with upper 70s for our highs on Monday and low to mid 80s for our highs on Tuesday. But right now, pretty comfortable start overall. Dew point only at 58, and our temperature at 63 degrees in Eau Claire.
2: Might be able to satisfy just about everybody. We want some rain, but we got outdoor activities going on, so... Uh... Timing could be a factor here.
8: Yeah, this is a smorgasbord forecast. Yeah. Everybody gets what they want, but yeah, timing is going to be the big thing. Now yeah,
2: let's hope that happens.
8: Thanks, Mike. You bet. Have a good one, Bob.
2: There you go. That's Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13. We'll check in with Morgan, see what she's got going next. Morgan McCarthy is with us. Did you buy a Powerball or Mega Million ticket? I got
9: another bookmark, don't I?
2: Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I, I spent six bucks too. Boy, that... That That's hurts. an
9: investment. Oh,
2: that uh, extra moth got away when I opened up my wallet to get six bucks out.
9: I'm telling you, yeah, we just left Florida, but somebody there right now is waking yeah. up with a whole bundle. The ticket was sold there.
2: One winner, too. I know it. And what one point? What one and a half billion? One dollars. and a half billion dollars. They're to get about seven, eight hundred million?
9: It was uh, 747 before taxes, last I heard.
2: Wow. Yeah, but with the
9: Florida tax rate right now, who knows what that (laughs)
2: might shake out to. Now they can afford to live in Florida. (laughs) They might
9: need those moths from your wallet, yeah. Well, I guess so. What's going on? Well, we're going to start with some uh, 715 newsroom headlines away from the Sunshine State and back to work for most of us today who did not win that Mega Millions jackpot. Headlines begin in the courts, and that's prosecutors now who will charge two suspects and the murder of an Altoona man separately. Court records show 47-year-old Brandon Gaston and 57-year-old Tracy Clark will not be tried together for last year's murder of 79-year-old Dennis Schott. Investigators believe he was killed in Eau Claire, but a body later found in Illinois, and you may remember this in April of 2022. No word when the two will actually go to trial. We know there's a hearing in Gaston's case at the end of this month. The hearing in Clark's case is slated for October. In the courts, this time Chippewa, an update and once again questions about whether the teenage suspect in the murder of Lily Peters can be helped behind bars. A judge in Chippewa County again listened to the suspect's lawyer try to make the case to move the trial to juvenile court. Yesterday, an expert testified the suspect has mild autism and might not fully understand what he did. That hearing continues today take a road trip to the Capitol where we look behind the doors of the Capitol building and see lawmakers at work. It was also pen to paper in a new law that would allow school board members in our state to drive school buses. So Governor Evers went pen to paper. Now it eliminates part of Wisconsin's school board law that stopped members from holding second jobs with the district. School members can now volunteer to drive a bus, but you may recognize the language there. They can't be paid. About half of Wisconsin's school districts may say they're in need of bus drivers, though it's not clear how many school board members may take advantage of that new law well as bob said i was not here there's no dairy land winner we have another bookmark maybe a gum wrapper for those lottery tickets but somebody's waking up to the tune of 1.5 billion dollars richer of course that shakes out to about 750 million before taxes in that lump sum and that ticket was sold in florida and it's time to celebrate a birthday you're back at work i'm back at work and this guy's been working for 79 years
3: Remember, only you can prevent forest fires.
9: A national treasure celebrates a birthday. Smokey Bear first appeared in 1944
5: as a goodwill ambassador for U.S. forests with his slogan, Only You Can Prevent Forest Fires. Over the years, he's become a pop culture icon with his ranger hat and jeans. He even made it into the Beach Boys song, Drive, in 1964. Before Smokey Bear came on the scene, fire prevention was all Bambi's job. But there's always room for one more. Happy 79th birthday, Smokey Bear. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio.
9: And we head back to the barn with everybody's favorite bear, Bob Bolsold and Joe (laughs) Welke. Your Midwest
2: Farm Report is on wax, 104.5. I gotta ask you, you know that last... Was it Powerball, I think, was mm-hmm. sold to a winner in California. Some, you know, some really slummy place sold the ticket. Skid Row.
9: Yeah, Skid, it was did sold, they ever, yeah.
2: Did they ever find out who won it or did I they have, ever claim it? I never heard.
9: No, I have to look that one up. I haven't. It, it always feels like once you hear that it's not you, yeah. you go about your yeah. life and get back to work and start shoveling all over again, yeah, right? who
2: cares? Yeah. But I often wondered who bought that and, you know, mm-hmm. what a guy, I don't know what the guy's socioeconomic status is well, but, a
6: lot better now i can yeah, tell you that Well, <laughs> that's
9: for
2: sure but uh, yeah i never did hear who won that one
9: so. i'll see what i can find all out right, for you all, all i right. know is that it feels like i hit the jackpot every morning when i come in here and work with oh, you bob you know sweetheart but, oh my goodness the money would be nice
2: too <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot <laughs> better i got news for you see you later you bet, bob. there goes morgan mccarthy boy she can really spread it can't she
3: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: And speaking of Stanley, we'll be in Stanley on Saturday at Hussica's True Value. Big day on Saturday at Hussica's. Get up there. Boy, they're going to have some deals. We'll be broadcasting live from 10 until noon. The FFA is going to be there to serve you some lunch. So, uh, big day. Come and see me at Hussica's True Value in Stanley, about 10 to noon. On Saturday. We went out looked at the crops, as did a lot of other people. Jill, what'd they find?
0: Well the cooler, wetter weather last week in many parts of our major growing areas across the country met better crop conditions here in early August. This week's crop progress report shows corn across the country is now rated fifty seven percent good to excellent. That's up two percent from last week, as ninety three percent of the crop is now silking is in the dough stage and 8% has dented. Soybeans are also up 2% from last week as the beans are now rated 54% good to excellent. 90% of the beans are now blooming with 66% of the plants setting pods, both slightly ahead of normal. Here in Wisconsin, the corn is rated 53% good to excellent. That's down 2% from last week while the soybean condition is 52% good to excellent, up 1%. 83% of the corn is in the state of silking and 20% of the plants have reached the dough stage. In the bean fields, 86% of the plants are blooming and 42% are setting pods. State farmers have also harvested 94% of their oats, 76% of their winter wheat, and 61% of their third crop hay. And we still need rain as topsoil this week is rated. 11% very short, 36% short, and 52% adequate with just 1% surplus.
2: So we do need uh, some of that rain and a big day, a big night tonight at the State Fair. It absolutely is. It's the annual Governor's Blue Ribbon Auction,
0: and that has been around for fifty year, over 50 years at the fair. Last year, the sale raised $322,000 as the champion steer brought 35,000 while the champion hog and champion market lamb each sold for 13,000. The sale starts at 6:30 this evening and
2: is going to be streamed live. All right, so uh, Wisconsin State Fair they'll continue through the 13th. Lots of other fairs too. They're closer to home. And we've got to get to the markets, but before we do that, lots going on around the area. Jill, what's happening next few days?
0: Well, this weekend, we're going to be hearing from galesville etrick Trempolo ffa and this New chapter
2: a, on the air with us.
0: New chapter on the air. They have a state officer down there, and mm-hmm. I thought I caught up with them at the Trempolo County good, Fair. Good, so I thought we would add them in. And the July a July rainfall report came across my desk from Dennis Will in Colby. And for July, they had 3.68 inches of rain, 14 days with at least a trace of rain, but it's still very dry. Time to get the oats combined and the straw chopped. Maybe that will make it rain.
2: I'll but, leave that straw laying out there; <laughs> it'll get there.
0: <laughs> yep. And we do have fairs around the area. Some of them are amping up today. Some are amping up tomorrow. Uh, today, Clark County Fair in Nielsville will be getting started, and then tomorrow, Pierce County Fair in Ellsworth and the Rust County Fair in Ladysmith will be starting up with their shows when there's a variety of things. Aren't you going to Ladysmith and the Rust County Fair? I'll be fair? at the Rust
2: County Fair. I'll be there tomorrow and broadcasting live from 4 to 6. They've got a rodeo Friday and Saturday night. they got a lot of things going on. So, again, get out to the fair. What, Pioneer's Steam and Gas Engine Days this weekend uh, in Eau Claire?
0: Yep, Pioneer's Days in Eau Claire. And there's, uh, that starts on Friday and goes through Sunday. And there's also the Back in Time Tractor Show on this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, from 9 till 5 at the Medford Senior High School Barn.
2: All right, and sign up. You could uh, win yourself a, a restored tractor. I believe it's a red one. I'm not sure. i got to remember it. Look, everybody's restoring tractors. I can't remember who's doing what. So get out and enjoy the weekend.
3: For those who work in Acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: We're close to 8 minutes before 6 o'clock. 60 degrees out there. And it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Altoona Equity.
10: Choice Beef Steers, Neffers $1.50 to $1.83. Choice Dairy Cross Steers, Neffers $1.50 to $1.80. High Yielding Choice and Prime Holstein Steers, $1.60 to $1.69, way to top of $1.70. Choice Holstein Steers, $1.47 to $1.59. Select Underfinished Heavyweight Oversized Steers and Heifers, $1.46 and down. Top 20% of the cold cows, so from $1.03 to $1.22, way to top of $1.26. 60% of the cows, so from $79 to $1.12. Bottom 20% of the cows, sold from $78 and down. Organic market from Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from $1.40 to $1.54. We had some steers at $1.70. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from $1.39 and down. Cow bulls sold from dollar to $1. 25. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound upholstein bull calves sold from 200 to $350 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $200 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 275 to $650 per head. Our next special feeder sale is this Friday, August 11th, starting at noon. All feeder sales are live on CattleUSA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on CattleUSA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. And we're going to Equity
2: Altoona for our, or Equity Stratford, rather with all the details. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning,
11: Jerry. Hay and weather well, today, huh? Yep, hay and weather and baking hay today. And hopefully, we could, they cut some hay on uh, Monday with the rain. Hopefully, it would rain, but that didn't happen. And um, I'm glad we got this figured out because when I turned you on at about an hour ago, Bob said, "Good morning, happy Thursday to everybody." So I got everybody. Yeah, but it's only Wednesday, right? Yeah,
2: that's right. I always get ahead of myself, so...
11: Well, well catch us up on a uh,
2: couple of days of trading we had so far.
11: Yep, better do that. We're getting close to six already. Bob, thank you, and a good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Tuesday, here at Equity Strap. And, of course, on Tuesday, we do sell organic cows. Organic market uh, continues to be very strong, along with the conventional market. High-yielding certified organic cows in yesterday's auction. We're selling from... 158 to 170, lower yielding organic cows 157 and below. Now back to the regular auction conventional cows uh, uh, this week so far. High yielding fleshy cows were selling from 102 to 122. Most of the cows this week 82 to 102, thinner cows, plainer cows below the $80 money. On the bull trade, your better quality bulls are selling mostly from uh, 114 to 125, lighter weight bulls uh, 108 and below. I will have an update on the fed cattle. Most of those will be sold this morning. Uh, Calf market this week so far, good quality replacement. Holstein bull calves, 175 to 350. Uh, Weekly top so far, 380. Heifer calves, good demand uh, first part of the week here so far, mostly from 100 to 250, up to 280 on Monday. And beef calves, very strong, 300 to 600. And we've topped out so far at six sixty on those this week. Uh, we are on Wednesday, uh, as we alluded to a little earlier. We got away this morning, uh, right in early this morning. We'll be selling market cattle today. And like I said, uh, fed cattle along with the market cows, sheep, hogs, and goats also, baby calves. Feeder cattle sale today is a 12.30 start time. Folks, we got a. I I know the weather's good. A lot of folks out in the field doing stuff. But if you're in the beef business, we got a good good run of feeder cattle today. We got a lot of Black Angus cattle. Uh, we also have some uh, uh, bred and exposed Black Angus cattle. As cows. If you folks want to feed some heifers, we got a consignment of uh, some uh, seven to eight weight, uh, nine weight uh, feeding heifers, Holsteins, uh, other uh, breeds of beef cattle. So, again, a good run of feeder cattle today. Again, that will start at 1230. So, Bob, with that, we'll turn it back to you. And uh, like we said, we're at at the top of the hour here. And uh, fortunately, uh, you and I will be doing something else today because I think uh, whatever to do. Whatever you want to call that team in Wonka, I think they're playing at <laughs> 1 o'clock today. So we got other stuff going on, so we won't have to burden ourselves watching them. Yeah, <laughs>
2: it uh, can be a struggle. Thanks, Jerry, that's for sure. But bottom line, they're in first place. And the folks at Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland bringing us yes, our markets. Board of Trade, 3 to 4 cents higher in the corn and beans yesterday. Fry, Big Friday report will... Uh, have an effect on the markets again today. Overnight, December corn up a penny to two cents at five dollars a bushel. Oats up one at four thirty-two. Wheat down four to five at six seventy-six. November beans up eleven. Soybeans at thirteen seventeen. Soybean meal December up two ninety overnight at, at uh, three ninety-six ninety at the country elevators.
0: Northside Elevator, loyal location, corns at $5.12 12 with soybeans at twelve eighty-seven. And in Arcadia, corn's at 527 with soybeans at 1317. And wheat and grain, Falls and Connorsville location, corn's at 507. Oh, 04 And soybeans
2: are at twelve sixty-eight. And taking a look at the country elevator prices on our DTN screen, at Golden Plump corn is five thirty one today. At Baldwin, four fifty-eight. The beans twelve seventy-seven. Duran and Elmwood corn four sixty-three, beans twelve seventy-seven. Fall Creek corn four fifty-three, beans twelve sixty-seven. Osseo. $4.83 on the corn $1277 on the beans. Elk Mound, $5 a bushel for the corn $1272 on the beans part of $4.94 and $13.46. Ellsworth corn $442. Beans $12.67. At the Ethanol Plants, Boyceville's corn, $512, Stanley, $517, New Richmond, $503. Dairy Products Unchanged, 180 on the barrels, 196 a half on the blocks, $265 on the butter. August Class 3 unchanged, $1736. September. Up 3, it's 1997, October up 3 at 18.26, November up 1 at 18.52, December down 1, 18.33. Again, 81 today, looking maybe a chance of showers late, keep your fingers crossed,
3: about 60 right now.